Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell, and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. All right, so today we're literally going to talk a little bit about the method to the madness and how maybe we should think about things when we're thinking about our own health and fitness. Before I get to that, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow, and they are my go-tos whenever I'm looking for somebody and I refer to them. They're actual professionals, which I think we need in every industry. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of different people getting into things to make money after COVID, you know, and um, during COVID as well. And these guys like been in the business for a really, really long time. And I think that's important whenever you're looking for professionals. So they can be reached at thegildengroup.com. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about the method to the madness. I'm not going to bore you with the story I've told before as to how I came up with the title of The Method to the Madness, and I wrote my first book called that, because that's kind of always been one of the things that I like to do as a personal trainer, a strength coach, an exercise physiologist, and all those things, all those titles. Teacher is to talk about, like, why do we do things, like... Is there a method or, or are we just kind of winging it or sometimes even worse, are we just following somebody else's plan and, uh, you know, we have no idea where they're going, but we assume because they're in the gym, they might be going the same direction as us, but that, that's a really bad assumption. So I've always talked about that there is a method to the madness to reach our goals. When we have a goals, we have a set destination. And there's a lot of little turns you can take and there's a lot of like micro programming you can do for sure. Like there's a lot of ways to get there, but there is a general roadmap. And if we're following somebody else's roadmap, we just might be going where they're going, but that's maybe not where we want to go. And so many people do that and they fail to realize that there's a lot of different things people can accomplish. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And that was sparked by uh, working with one of my um, remote clients yesterday in California. And, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, I knew the answer, but I wanted him to define it again because it's just good. It's thought provoking, which ended up being a good thought provoking conversation. Fortunately, he gets it pretty deep, understands. It's not a person I have to kind of bully in to getting a point. He um gets it. So I asked him, I said, so out of these different styles of weight training, and there's a lot more than this, but I gave him three. I said, bodybuilding, powerlifting, and weightlifting. What one is more important to you? And he wrote back kind of like a question mark, but he knew the answer, I, I suppose. But he said, so the one that enables me to gain the most amount of muscle mass. So I said, so bodybuilding, because that's a style. Bodybuilding is a style of working out. And he gave me like the check mark, thumbs up, you know, yes. And then we talked a little bit via text 
about that. And it's important to, I knew that already because I knew his major goal was to gain muscle. So he wasn't as and isn't as concerned with a max bench press or being as strong as possible or that, and that would be powerlifting. So powerlifting is defined as pushing as much weight as you can do one time in the major lifts of say squat, bench press and deadlift. And then sometimes we take that into other categories as well, but that's like ultimate pure strength. And then I said weightlifting and weightlifting is actually a sport that's been in the Olympics for a lot of years. And that's like clean and jerk snatch. Um, now we can include power cleans, dead hangs and things like that. So that's more like an explosive style lifting, which leads to more power and strength. So think CrossFit in a way. They do a lot of different stuff, but that's a big part of their style of lifting. So I knew he wasn't into that either. But then I can add a fourth component why people work out. It's like, well, they want to lose weight and tone up, so to say, or just simply maintain weight or stay in the best shape they can be. And usually they're talking about uh, tonicity. So, you know, but that's an interesting one because that's more of like bodybuilding style of working out with proper eating and cardio, right? So if we think we're going to the gym and we're going to do high reps, low load, because that's conducive to weight loss, well, somebody sold us a bill of goods. Like what's conducive to weight loss is creating a calorie deficit and eating less weight, less food than we need. That's what's conducive to weight loss. And working out can help that because it's going to expend more calories. But if you're trying to lose weight, you're really not going to gain muscle. And I'll get back to that in a second because you can't gain muscle when you're in a caloric deficit. You just can't. You just can't. So as I explained to this gentleman yesterday, which he knew, but you know, sometimes we all need reminders. If we're trying to gain muscle, hence hypertrophy, trying to get bigger, then we need a caloric surplus. So it's funny because sometimes people will say to me, and, and it has been more women, females through the years, um, we're starting to lose this myth a little bit, but it's still pre prevalent to an extent. But they'd say, you know, I really don't want to get bigger. So they think like weights are automatically going to make them bigger. Well, number one, there's a genetic component to how much size somebody can get. There's a testosterone component, which definitely adds to that. But also there's a caloric component. Like you're not going to get bigger unless you have a caloric surplus, just like you're not going to lose weight unless you have a caloric deficit. Now, the difference is if you're working out, a lot of the weight you're going to gain in a surplus is muscle. So that's a good thing. But you're not going to gain muscle without a caloric surplus. So when you see these bodybuilders in the off season, the guys that like, you know, not the, you know, today it's become just a drug infested, crazy, crazy sport, which I don't really admire too much anymore. And yes, there's been steroids in the sport for a long time, but it's just gotten out of hand. 
Um, but back when there was still some semblance of naturalness to it, when guys wanted to gain muscle, you know, they had to sacrifice gaining a little bit of fat. So it was very hard to eat, say, 500 calories more than what they needed to gain just a little bit of muscle. Like you're really towing the line when you do that. So they would just more or less go into bulk season and they would eat maybe a lot more or they wouldn't pay too much attention to how much more they were eating and they would focus on lifting weights. The style of weightlifting though doesn't change for that. Like it, it's not going to change. The whole high rep, low weight leads to definition thing is total BS. There is absolutely no science behind that. If we're stimulating the muscles long enough and we're eating a caloric surplus, we're going to gain muscle, period. So in the old days, the guys would simply just eat more, gain weight, you know, some maybe too much probably because then they'd have to lose it when they went into stripping down mode where it's all about diet. Again, the weightlifting doesn't change. It's all about diet. So, you know, some of them learned to gain maybe 10 or 15 pounds more and then strip down from there. That was probably a smarter way. But the bottom line was they had to eat a surplus to gain the weight, right? So... We have to understand the method to the madness. Where are we trying to go? So if we're trying to gain muscle, if we're trying to hypertrophy, so to say, so the method to the madness is you have to lift weights. We should use moderate loads with moderate reps and more volume. So the way to gaining muscle is we do need more volume. That means more sets. Uh, again, medium reps, maybe more days per week if that is our goal, because we're eating more. So we're going to want to make sure that we're gaining muscle by using the muscles in that regard. But we can go too far into that. So it's, it's a dance that people really have to be real careful with because they can work out too much and not be able to keep up with the calories and now they're not gaining the muscle. So there's a dance there. But the bottom line is the method to the madness to gaining muscle is about a caloric surplus, working out with higher volume, meaning more days per week, potentially more sets, medium reps. And that's the way you're going to get there. So let's say if you're trying to lose weight, well, the only difference to that is going to be the caloric input. So if you're trying to lose weight, that really doesn't change your style of workout. It's going to be about the same as hypertrophy folks. You're still going to be, you should be anyway, doing more moderate reps and a little bit higher volume. And now you have a caloric deficit and you're adding in the cardio to help you lose the weight. Now the hypertrophy folks, the people trying to gain weight are going to keep their cardio to a minimum because they don't want to use up that caloric surplus. I mean, sometimes people think gaining weight is easy. You know, they say, oh, I put on muscle so easily. And it's like, that is absolutely not true. I mean, studies show that if somebody's like spot on, they might be able to gain like six pounds of muscle in a two month period. That is not a lot. And oftentimes people will say, well, so-and-so gained more than that. It's like, yeah, he gained fat. But there's only so much muscle naturally somebody can put on. If they're taking something extra, then potentially they can gain more. 
So the people trying to gain muscle are real careful about the amount of cardio they do. Now, what happens is you get people with cross goals. And, you know, we would say that's confusion. You know, one per one side of them wants to gain muscle, but then the other side of them gets a little fearful of getting fat. So they cut calories more and they do more cardio. And it's like, well, I get it because, you know, everybody has like that little bit of um, maybe fat phobia in them. I, mean, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people do, though. And but it's very counterproductive to do that. And like the bodybuilders trying to gain massive amounts of muscle, even on steroids, are really limiting their cardio during bulk seasons because not for any other reason than you're you're using up all the extra calories, which getting in quality calories isn't as easy as it sounds, right? It's not like you're eating a bunch of Twinkies and Coca-Cola. No, you need to eat good foods to help you gain the muscle. So getting in quality calories isn't as easy as it sounds. All right. So, but the difference between the two polar opposites, the dichotomies of the weight loss and the weight gain is the calories, not so much the style of the workout. It's the calories and the cardio. So then what's the method to the madness to like getting strong, like the strongman competition? Well, it's different. It's still you're going to want a caloric surplus because you can't really get stronger without getting bigger. So you're going to need the food to pack it on. But now the style of working out is different. Now you're training with very heavy loads. You're, you're training major muscle groups only. So you're not really worried about the extra volume like the bodybuilders. You're not so concerned with the biceps and the triceps and the delts. You're more concerned with the pecs on the bench press the thighs for the squat. So they actually train with less volume than a bodybuilder because they're not worried about all the agonists and antagonists and synergistic muscles and all that stuff. They're worried about the prime movers. They're lifting heavy loads because that's what gets you stronger, heavy, heavy loads, somewhat moderately high sets, but overall less volume and probably less days per week of working out. But like, that's the big switch. So if you look at somebody and say, man, I want to be big like that. And then you follow a workout that's lifting super heavy weights, not that often, you're probably not going down the right road. So we have to understand there is a method to the madness. There is a roadmap for our individual goals. We can't follow somebody else, right? Unless we know for sure that they're doing exactly what we want to do and they know how to get there. That's a big assumption, right? Especially when you're following, you know, somebody you don't have a clue who that is on social media, right? But what about the weightlifters? What about the CrossFitters? Well, they have a different agenda with that. So they're not as worried about gaining weight. With them, it's more about a strength to weight ratio because a lot of stuff they're doing not all of it, but some of it is body weight dependent. So they're doing like a lot of pull-ups and things like that and uh, muscle-ups and things like that. Well, if you gain a lot of weight, it's going to be pretty darn hard to do pull-ups and especially hard to do muscle-ups, which is where you do a pull-up and then you push yourself all the way up until your arms are in a locked-out position. So to do that, you need more of a good strength-to-weight ratio, which means you got to maintain your strength. But you often have to maintain a nice, good muscle to fat 
ratio. So a good strength to weight ratio. So how do they go about that? Well, if they're really concerned with it, they are watching their diet to make sure that they're not gaining weight, but really not losing weight unless they need to. And they're doing the style of workouts, sports specificity, that's going to lead them to their goal. So they are doing body weight exercises and they're doing the weightlifting exercises, as I already said. So there's sports specificity involved, but it's very different. Now, there's always crossover. Everybody's going to gain like muscles in their arms if they're doing different stuff. So it's not like there's this, you know, huge change in that, but there's a very big change in following what we should be following and doing what we should be doing. So you can't just look at somebody on social media and say, well, I want to do, I want that body. I'm going to do this. And there's no guarantee that that's what they did to get that body. I mean, maybe there was somebody who did CrossFit and prior to that, and I know quite a few actually, they did other things and they were very fit in other areas and now they're doing this, which is fine. And then there's a genetic component too. So you never know where somebody started from either. So you're kind of like picking it up like at the end result when you're looking at some influencer on social media. So the point is to make sure, number one, you really address that you know where you want to go because there is a roadmap. And if you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, you can't say, well, I want to lose weight and gain muscle. You can't do that. You just, that's impossible. Or I want to lose fat and gain muscle. It's like, well, that's going to be really, really, really hard to do. Like if you're trying to do it at the same time. Or, you know, I want to be really good with muscle ups and pull ups and those kind of things. And I want to gain a ton of muscle. It's like, well, that might be challenging too. I mean, that's doable. But that's going to be challenging. So I would encourage you to think about what you really, really, really want to do. And then, you know, look it up, ask the experts, get expert advice on what is the right roadmap to that. I mean, all of these things are going to equal working out to an extent, of course, and diet. I mean, but do you need to diet? Do you not need to diet? Do you need to eat more? Do you need to eat less? And that is a big part of it. All right. So let me now thank our second sponsors, Jeff and Zachary Hawk, who own Daytona Beach's overhead door company. And they've been in business forever. You know, overhead doors actually been in business for over a hundred years. How do I know that? We have the logo on the shirt because they just sponsored the Maxfit Games as well. And I've known Jeff for 30 years and he's been associated with them and he's own them now a couple decades as his partner's son, Zach. So you're going to get the best of both worlds. You're going to get a very good, well-known company, and you're going to get locally owned ownership because they live here. That is if you live in Daytona Beach. But even if you don't, I'm sure they'll take care of you. And they can be reached at the Overhead Door Company. DaytonaBeachesOverheadDoor.com. Overhead Door.com.